Hi, this is Laura Harvey, and you're listening to Coffee and Valkyries. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Coffee and Valkyries. It's been a while since we've chatted with you all, and we're excited because we're here today talking about the most important rivalry in the NWSL. Um, I'm Susie Rance, and I am joined by my co-host, Steve, who I'll let say hello. Hi, everybody. Um, and we're joined by a special, special guest today. Um, we will forgive her for being a Portland Thorns fan, but Melina, I wanted to give you a chance to introduce yourself. <laughs> Thank you, Susie. Um, yeah, well, my name is Melina Gaspar. I live in Argentina. I've been covering the league in the last couple of years, I think. And thank you for inviting me here. Such a fan of your work, Melina. I know folks can also find you on Stumptown Footy, our SB Nation blog partner. So make sure you check her out there. Melina does lots of great content. Um, thought we'd start, though. This is a really big, I'd say the biggest rivalry still in the NWSL. Portland Thorns facing the OL Reign on Sunday of this week. But wanted to just start with, when did you become a Thorns fan and start to follow them? Oh, right. Um, so it was after the World Cup in Canada. Uh, in Argentina, it was hard to find any information really about how to watch matches or tournaments. So I remember back then it was uh, DirecTV, the one who broadcasted the 2015 World Cup. Uh, but they really didn't advertise the tournament uh, very well. Uh, so I, I only got to watch the final because I didn't know the tournament was on. And since it was USA, the one who won the World Cup, uh, I started to search for information about the players, especially their clubs. I wanted to know where they were playing so I could maybe um, like search for more information and find out about other players. And that's how I knew about the existence of the NWSL. And the player who caught my attention the most was Tony Heath, because since I am South American, I'm used to see tricks and nutmegs and all those magical stuff. So that, that it's also hard to find in women's football. And so for me, Heath was different, the different player, the one I like to watch. And that's how I found out also about the existence of, well, Christine Sinclair and the rest of the gang that was back then on the team. I guess we should probably go there next. We are maybe going to wait to ask this question, but if, since Tobin Heath was the player who drew you to the Thorns first, how does it feel to, to know that she plays and is going to be in an OL Reign jersey for this weekend's match? <laughs> well, it was uh, hard at first to find out about the news. Um, Really, like, you know, her history, she she said many times she didn't see herself playing anywhere else but Portland. So first seeing her in a Manchester United <laughs> shirt and then Arsenal, well, she was an Arsenal fan, like a big fan, so that was okay. But it was hard as a fan first to, to see her in a different shirt. But I guess, I don't know, um, priorities change, players change, life change uh, changes. So... It, it's okay as, as long as um, she can keep playing and and also keep uh, delivering us with those amazing uh, tricks she does on the field. It's okay. Of course, it's hard to see her on a rival's shirt, but 
I don't know. I in my case, I'm not a like a fan of just one player. For me, it's more like the club, you know, that I like the one who's uh, like putting the the Thorns shirt. For me, that's the the important player I have to focus on. So yeah, I already accepted it, and and let's see what happens. Really, yeah, it's. I think that's what's made this rivalry so fun over the years. Is it hasn't been just one player. It's been the everybody really buying into it no matter what role they have on the team I'm curious do you have a favorite um memory from the Thorns Reign rivalry um yes but it's not uh like a memory because I told you guys that I started to watch the league in 2006 at the end of 2016 and but uh, I think it was 2020 when I did a couple of episodes for a podcast I produced for another outlet I work for, and it was about the history of the Portland Thorns. So I started to dig uh, into all matches, and I found out about one in 2014. It was the end of the season, and Portland uh, had to qualify for the playoffs. The last game was against the rain and they needed to win to qualify. And it was such a fun match. Um, it was a battle. I remember between uh, Nadine Angerer and Hope Solo in goal because they, they made outstanding saves. And I remember also watching Alex Morgan scoring, but the goal was disallowed. And then, you know, Alex Morgan scored again. And, and that time that counted, it counted. And so... It was a fun match, uh, full of, of that rivalry, and, and well, Portland qualified uh, to the playoffs. It was against a rival in Providence Park, so it was fun. Yeah, there's been so many good memories. I feel like, in particular, the last couple of years, maybe putting some of the Challenge Cup games aside, it's been a really close battle too, which has been really fun. Most of the games have been really tight. Lots of draws recently. Um, do you um have you seen a similar rivalry in the women's game elsewhere? Maybe we can say PSG Lyon in mm-hmm. the recent years because well Lyon was you know dominating the league and PSG couldn't win. But in in the last year, I think couple of years now PSG is like a, a winning some games against them and taking trophies, taking trophies from them. So I think. That's the closest I've seen, because in in England you have many great teams, but so far has been Chelsea, the one who has been winning everything, and and really there is no one who can stand against them. So I think that's the closest. Yeah, that feels right to me too. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a little bit of a different Thorns side this year. Different new head coach. New, new players, same with the rain, lots of new players and faces. Um, what do you think of the Portland season so far? Oh, it was like a, a roller coaster so far because it just started, well, it started good or well uh, at Challenge Cup. Um, but when it mattered the most and against one of the new teams, Portland couldn't, couldn't get the win and... It was a little bit disappointing, not just the, the the loss, but the way they lost. We found out that uh, Rian Wilkinson was putting all her money on the on the 
season and not really on the Challenge Cup, which was, uh, which was uh, a smarter thing to do, I think, because we have seen what happened to, to Washington Spirits and that's sad, and also to, to the Courage. So I think it was a smart because also she's new to the league and and if she have went all in, maybe a Challenge Cup today, the, the team will be, I don't know, at the bottom of the table maybe or at the middle, at least. Um, but we uh, could see how they uh, kept improving little by little as the matches go on. And it was funny to me because I uh, listened to different podcasts at the beginning of the season. And also I have a friend who always uh, recommends me podcasts. And she told me there is someone who said that Oil Rain is in a whole another league uh, compared to Portland, which in paper could have been true. But I don't know, Portland failed to qualify to, to the playoffs in 2015. But uh, other than that, they have had good seasons. So I think they, they had a good uh, base uh, on the team that Mark built. And Rian could continue on that. And also, I think the, the quality of the players in Portland uh, wouldn't have... Uh, I mean, the, the quality of them... Uh, makes this possible to see them now uh, second on the table and uh, despite they had a, a rocky start. So now they are contenders again and everybody's kind of surprised. But I don't know, not just the fan, but I've been covering the, the team in the last uh, couple of years. And you can see that the players had it in them. I mean, they have that mentality. They know how to win. And yeah, uh, I think I'm... I'm Kind of happy how things are going, but uh, of, of course there is a lot of things to to work on, and also Rian is new, so she has to learn some stuff, and, and well, <laughs> we'll see how this ends. Yeah, I think that's a really good overview. Yeah, I wouldn't say that oil oil rain are light years ahead of Portland, especially when you look historically. Uh, I think just um, right now in particular, super even teams. Um, I have noticed. I noticed early this season that the Thorns played, were playing a lot differently than they played under Mark Parsons, their former coach, um, where historically lots of high press and, and a really like lots of high pressure up front. And that seemed to change under Reen Wilkinson, but it feels like maybe that is starting to change throughout the season. Um, have you, how, how have you seen them play, change in their style this year, how they play? Yeah, I think they they were um, used to be the the team in the driver's seat, uh, like you said, the high pressing. And in some matches, we have seen them not doing that, but just waiting to see what the rival would do. Uh, but I think that's a uh, logical, knowing the personal they they can count on now. And we know they were relying a lot on Sophia Smith to score, and well, now they have to manage to do that without her. But it was surprising to me to see that uh, I read on stat on, on Opta, uh, in Opta and that said that Portland is a team that has 10 different goal scorers this season and that's two more. Now it's three because it's at nine. So now it's 10 with uh, Jasmine Ryan scoring. Um, and so that's three more than any other team in the league. So maybe uh, Sofia was scoring a lot and of course that's why she's in the national team. But the team has another players that can score in this team, and 
um, well, on the Rian also, they are using the, the wings a lot. Mm -hmm. We see a different formation with Mark was always 442 diamond. And now with, with Rian is three, five, uh, five in the middle. And sometimes it changed because, uh, well, some players have been injured like Emily Menges and Nali. She was starting those uh, defenders at the starting of this season. Um, she cannot count. Uh, she couldn't count on them for some matches. And also, well, in the latest press conference, Rian said that Emily Menges, she doesn't know when she's going to come back. So that's a big blow for the team, I think. Um, but yeah, she's uh, changing formation according to the personnel she can count on. I, I remember she uh, was telling me that if she doesn't have a deep roster, uh, deep bench, she, of course, will change uh, the, the formation. Um, and I think that's good because you sometimes see coaches that uh, want to play with the same formation over and over again, despite the players they have. And of course, that that's not good. Um, so yeah, I think um, Rian has been flexible. I've seen fans complaining about the, the new formation, but it worked. And mm -hmm. we can see now the, the fruits of that. Um, that. That's kind of a good segue to talk about that there's going to be a number of big name players missing from both sides for the game on Sunday because of international duty. So, um, you know, who, who are some of the players that you think are going to be stepping up for Portland that fans should be looking out for that might be the players that Rihanna is asking to make an impact in this next game? Well, uh, that's a good question because uh, sometimes you think it's going to be this one or, or the other one, but uh Portland is full of uh, youngsters that are proving they can uh, have an impact on the game. Like we have seen uh, Jasmine Ryan, nobody has been paying much attention to her, but she has a, a number of assists now. And we have seen that she's scoring the 95, 59 seconds <laughs> on the game against uh, Angel City. So I think nobody expected that goal. Everybody was thinking, okay, they lost, but uh, no, they could get a point in the last second of the game, literally. And uh, I don't know, Madison Pogart, uh, you, she's, um, uh, she can play in different positions. And we have seen that she also made the assist for that important goal. And she has been playing also in the back, um, in the place of uh, Megan Klingaber sometimes, because she hasn't been available in the last couple of games. Um, so I think they, I don't know, they can rely on, on many of them. Of course, one of the youngest players on the roster is, uh, Sam Coffey. We have seen that she's playing in a different position as the one she played at university and she's doing great there. She's doing an amazing job there. And, and I don't know, um, Ina Sugira is not that, uh, young, maybe compared to, to the most, uh, young players in the team. But um, she's new and she has uh, has been doing amazing also. So I don't know, there are a lot of players. And also, um, I don't know what is going to be the formation for the, for the next game. It would have been interesting. The other day I was watching a, a pretty much press conference. Uh, it was, uh, I think, yeah, River uh, against Boca. You know, the, those team, teams from Argentina. And uh, the coach gave the formation. And in the press conference and that kind of things, I was thinking, why those things don't happen in, in women's football? It would be great. I mean, 
maybe they want to surprise us or, or I don't know, but, uh, but it would be good. I don't know. We, it will we be know good. that Laura Harvey of all people will not be the one doing that because she even <laughs> tries to trick you in the lineup graphics that they share an hour before the game, <laughs> which um, I know I always think those mind games are so silly. You're like, no coach is changing their strategy of an hour before the game. So <laughs> yeah, but maybe I, we'll think we'll change in the future. It's funny. I was just your, your note about how many different Thorns players have scored this season is so interesting because that was such a talking point for the rain in the challenge cup where they had nine players score 10 of their goals. But since then the goals have dried up for the rain. So I feel like maybe we handed that off to Portland <laughs> or trying to get it back. Uh, but it's, nice. well, yeah, it's definitely nice. And especially right now, like you said, to have so much depth. Um, especially this year when there's so many players gone. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, young players, sometimes they underestimate them, but they shouldn't because they can do amazing things. Uh, I think coaches just need to give them the opportunity. Yeah, like you you mentioned Sam Coffey, and she's never really played defensive midfielder before and just got named rookie of the month last year, got call up to national team camp for the U S um, you give them the opportunity. And um, I've just been super impressed across the league by the rookies this year. I think it's just been a lot more playing meaningful minutes um, on a lot of club teams. Yeah. You can say that this year, the, the race for rookie of the year is kind of tight. It didn't happen in previous years so that's yeah. that's very good yeah for sure uh so what are your overall feelings or predictions going into sunday well uh knowing that portland having won against the rain since 2019 it's kind of hard to say that they're going to get a win especially without the internationals i mean it's not that i don't think they can't get maybe a point, but a win is like a little bit harder. Um, I would rely maybe in the fact that, like you mentioned, Susie, uh, Portland is scoring lots of goals. They have like 22, I think, right now. And last year they scored like 33 or something like that. Um, So maybe, I don't know, (laughs) that will help. But it's it's kind of hard to to go and play um, in someone else's field uh, as a, not being the home team, you know. It will be great. Also, if if rain can bring lots of people to that big stadium, I think that will help the rain, not the thorns, of course. <laughs> but uh, it will create a, an amazing atmosphere. I get it's a big big stadium, so <laughs> it's harder. But um, but it will make things interesting because despite who wins, I think uh, all of us went uh, want to see uh, an, a great football match. And also I think what will help is the absence of Megan Rapino because we know she senses the rivalry like uh, big time. <laughs> She's like the main star of those no, matches. But also you will have, um, you will have um, maybe Tommy Heath, uh, now you have the the Scottish international that is so amazing, <laughs> and also of course uh, um, 
Oh my God, the name of your Welsh international. Oh, Jess Fishlock. <laughs> Jess she will make Fishlock. sure you don't forget it on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, she's one of my favorite players despite yeah. the, the rivalry, but I don't know, sometimes my, my COVID brain works uh, weird. <laughs> so I understand. Kim Little, yeah, I know. <laughs> so Kim Little, uh, Jess Fishlock and, and Tony Heath can create a lot of trouble for Portland. Very creative players, at least Kim Little. Yeah, you mentioned, I'm just re-looking at the stats. So after 10 matches, Portland has 22 goals and has given up eight. The Reign have nine goals and have given up six. So um, the Reign's still trying to figure out their scoring woes, but two like very defensively strong teams too. So if you're just looking at stats alone, it's going to be a battle for sure. Yes, yes. Okay, I have one other kind of maybe hard question, but... You brought up that you like watching Jess Fishlock. If you could steal a player from the rain to bring to the thorns, who would you choose? I would say uh, follow to Joyce. Um, mm. But we have amazing goalkeepers, so I wouldn't do that. I have to confess, though, I was on an interview, a job interview, and they asked me, who is for you the, the best goalkeeper right now? And so I said, uh, for me, it's not Endler. <laughs> and I would say found to rejoice, but you wouldn't know who is she, who she is. And well, there were three people in the room, and one of them said, Yeah, I don't know who she is. The other two knew, but <laughs> he didn't. And so I think uh she's in an amazing form right now. Uh but yeah, it will be just fish luck, really. She's uh like a, a rock there for the team and I think that's uh, the kind of player I like, you know, the one who I don't say that a player cannot change uh, teams. Like I said, first life changes and, you know, everything changes. But I don't know. I think everybody loves a legend. So it will be just. Very fair. And I know she absolutely loves playing in these matches, too, and loves the atmosphere in Portland. Whenever she goes down there, she talks about it a lot and just feeds off of the fans' energies. I hope we have a lot of traveling supporters for Portland for the game. I think that makes it such a much better environment. Like you said, I hope it's close to a sellout for what they have available. Um, Melina, I don't have any other questions for you, but except for where can people find you online if they want to read your stuff or learn more? Well, right now I'm writing for the Stampton Footy, so they can go there. And I'm, I'm, you know, like uh, I don't know if it's COVID or what, but I used to be lots, more, a lot more creative. So I'm trying to find new, interesting things to write about. The La- latest piece was about um, uh, Megan Nelly, and I don't know. I really enjoyed talking to her, so uh, maybe I will start to to write about uh, like a specific players. Whether it's from now or, or in the past, because, you know, it's, I think uh, players from the past deserve uh, the, the limelight too. So, uh, yeah, uh, they're uh, mostly there. I can absolutely understand and appreciate the COVID creativity block. So it's a real thing. And I hope I hope you're able to find some more creative energy because it does. Um, it's been hard for sure. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining. It's all, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and get to connect with you. And like you said, I hope it's a very fun game on Sunday for both teams. Yeah, let's hope it is.
Thank you guys for inviting me.